So, I am back on my Soccer Talk podcast. And just a few short weeks ago, we were alarmed at the rate that players were defecting out of the program. Now we fast forward and we look even today, Wichita State has added some more players to the fold already. We already got a graduate senior coming in from UConn. So as his former UConn team ventures into the Big East, he decides he wants to stay with the AAC and be a shocker. I believe his name is pronounced Al-Tariq. Al-Tariq Gilbert to be exact. Then Wichita State nabs a couple of prospects today. Uh, when I'm being Ricky Council, six foot five, two hundred ten pound shooting guard. Also, they picked up ranked number seventeenth in junior college, a guy by the name of Craig Porter, who is a six foot two combo guard. Basically, his credentials was last year for. Vincennes Community College, he averaged 14.8 points per game, 7.7 rebounds, 6.5 assists, 1.8 steals, and 1.9 blocks. Seemed like an all-around type player. At six foot two, his team went 28 and five and was ranked in the top 10 in the NJCAA. So things are heating up at Wichita State. Like I say, they lost a lot of players, but now they're starting to get players. Now, some are saying, well, we need some big men. I do understand that we do need some depth down in the paint with the departure of the latest departure, that being Ashbourne Midgard. But I'm confident that Greg will get that situation figured out. He always has. He always will. He's been successful in what he's been doing for 35 years of coaching. And I have no reason to believe he won't be successful finding Filling the needs of this team. We also want to keep in mind that with the NCAA looking at granting eligibility to those, especially seniors that didn't get to finish out the season and had some unfulfilled dreams, just keep in mind that there's the possibility that we could be looking at the return of Jamie Echenique. It's not confirmed, and nothing has even been said about it. I'm just keeping up hopes that if the NCAA is going to allow that, that he would consider coming back. It'd be nice to have him back. Along with redshirt freshman Josephat Bilal. And you you cannot take the fact that he was a redshirt lightly. Redshirt basically means that he has a chance had a chance to practice and go to war with some of these very same players that will either be coming back or some of these players that have left. So even though he didn't gain game experience, I believe he gained valuable experience in practice. So we'll see how that works out. We also have poor Bear Chandler. Thus far, he's still sticking it out. So evidently something tells me he plans on improving his game. And I believe Greg Marshall is going to be behind that kid. He's going to ride that kid. He's going to push that kid to become the best he can be. Uh, about this Craig Porter, looking at the article on him. One of the things that stands out in what he said his reasoning for coming here was is that Greg Marshall reminds him of his junior college coach. 
He said he likes the fact that Greg Marshall will push you. And in the end, it's all only because Greg Marshall wants you to be not only a better player, but a better person as well. So those are the words of Craig Porter coming in from JUCO. Saying those things about what he likes in Greg Marshall, the fact that Greg will get on to him, Greg will push him, Greg will ride him because he wants him to be a better player and a better person. So it's beyond the court, but it's also as far as being a better young man. So those are some things to take into consideration because you wonder with the crop of players that left, was it the fact that they couldn't take the fact that Greg was going to ride them? Greg was going to be up in their grill. Greg wanted the best for them. I can't help but to think that. And today's athlete, with all the things that are given to them before they even step foot on a college campus, is I don't think they are ready for that style of coaching where the coach is going to be up in your face. They want to get better, but they rather have it handed to them than them earn it, than the coach riding them, tweaking some things here and there, saying, all right, this is what I want if you want to be successful. So to hear this from a JUCO player coming in, proper players, what is it that they actually want from a coach? Uh, they also signed a, another prep star out of Virginia. His name is uh, Chauncey Jenkins. And uh, we're going to pull up some information on him as well, too. But just want to bring you up to date that Wichita State has signed some players and like I said, it's like a floodgate. Just as the floodgate opened up to allow players out, it's also opened up to allow players to come in. So I'm going to take a pause, and I will be back with you in a minute. So I'm back with you again, and at some point when you hear these podcasts, I'm even leaving my phone number so you can give me a call and we'll talk about this in some kind of way. We'll set up where I can have you on my podcast and maybe I can come and join you somewhere. We can go back and forth. Uh, I would like to know what are your thoughts on what you are seeing with some of the players that are coming in right now that Greg Marshall have reached out to and they've reached back and thus far it's it's a go. Right now we're looking at filling five more scholarship positions question is do you want to fill all five of them right now and if you do who and what would you fill them with I know one of the needs I've heard it read it being said that we need some more big man and as I said in my previous segment and I'm not banking on it happening but in the event that it does happen Let's just play devil's advocate right now. You have a six foot ten red shirt freshman in the name of Josephat Bilal. And basically the word I'm hearing on him is he is a guy that's going to be in the paint. He's a guy that will disrupt things for the opposing team. I hear it. He's probably a little bit raw around the edges, offensive skill set wise, but being a red shirt means you get to practice with the guys that actually play the game. So he gains experience from a practice standpoint, which means he has time to also refine his game 
And who better than refine your game and go up against in practice against every day than none other than Jamie Echenique? Now, I bring that name up because the NCAA, I don't know if it's concrete right now, so if anyone that hears this podcast, if you know any insight on it and if there's any concreteness to it, let me know. But if the NCAA is looking at granting eligibility to seniors, I guess everybody be granted some elig- extra eligibility. I'm not for sure how that works. I'll have to read the fine print and the bylaws of how that's going to work out. But let's just hypothetically say that Jamie Echenique gets another year. Well, that's another experienced player. Now, let's look at the landscape of Wichita State basketball. You bring in a JUCO player who has some junior college experience who will come in as a junior combo guard ranked number 17th in the country, according to JUCO uh, recruiting. And that would be Craig Porter. So now you got some experience right there. You got Dexter Dennis coming back as a junior. You also got Trey Wade, who will be a senior. Now you have some upperclassmen that you have some upperclassmen, some experience, some veteran leadership on the team that's going to still somewhat be young. Let's say Jamie Echadike decides if the NCAA grants it, he decides he's going to come back and play. Now you have another leader on the court. Now you're looking at three guys that have donned that Wichita State uniform that has some experience. Do you see where I'm going with this? What was lacking in the last couple of years team was the fact that this team was underclassmen dominant. Year before last, they only had two seniors, if I'm correct, which would have been Marcus McDuffie and Samaje Haynes-Jones. And I think had it not been for their senior leadership, the team wouldn't went on the run that they went on to close out the season and make a deep run in the NIT. Fast forward to the 2019-2020 season, the team gets off to a 15-1 start. Dexter Dennis takes a lead from the team. The team still plays well, just waiting for his return. All the talk was they, the team supported his leave and couldn't wait till he gets back. He comes back during the East Carolina University game. He comes back during halftime. He spotted coming out of the locker room on the team bench. I was at that game. I remember the reaction. The reaction was as if he had a uniform on and was getting ready to check into the game. In other words, Shocker Nation received him. Some people's feathers was ruffled by that. I don't see why. It seemed like no one made a big deal of it internally. It could have been internal issues, but it never leaked out. What I'm saying is the team that started 15-1, all of a sudden there's trouble in the camp. I would say personally it's because of lack of upperclassmen leadership. And you got all these young pups and somebody wanting to be the big dog. And the other other person that wanted to be the big dog not wanting to back down. That's just me personally. Instead of it being a team that fought to get to 15 and 1 and maintain that, it became a team that started going on a downhill swoon. And it became a team of individualism. I, 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 and me, me, me. 
to where Coach had to go from coaching to playing team psychologist. So hopefully we'll have a more balanced team from youngest to oldest and have that leadership that this team has been looking for. So I think the future looked bright. I'm predicting another 20-plus win season plus an NCAA bid. Tell me your thoughts. Chime in. I'll be glad to hear from you. This is Shocker Talk with Anthony.